He heard the banging through a thick fog of pain. The noise went on and on, and a voice came with it. He tried to open his eyes, lift his head. Open the door, Parker. Sheriff's Department. Sam Parker pulled his cheek away from the worn carpet. He was face down in the front room of the duplex he rented. Now he caught the smell. Strong, everywhere. He had been sick all over the floor. He tried to roll over, but it hurt. His neck and his head. Almost blinding pain. His stomach rolled, and he managed to come to his knees just as the spasm wrenched his gut. Nothing. He was empty. "'Let us in, Parker. We got us a warrant,' the voice said, and the pounding resumed. Parker sat up and pulled his knees close to his chest. The blinds were drawn, but even the slivers of light that came through pierced his skull. Drunk. How the hell had he gotten this drunk? Still drunk. Remembered the bar. Remembered last night. Remembered when—and the door burst open, splinters flying from the broken frame— A big deputy almost fell in with the door, but caught himself. He had a sledgehammer in his hands. He stepped back, and others came inside, three, then four, all wearing tan uniforms and badges and dark green straw hats, except for one man, an older one who wore no hat. Parker knew him, the sheriff. His face was on billboards and posters all over town, grinning down upon passers-by. Re-elect Sheriff Chug Munlin, the people's friend. The deputies were tense, but the sheriff strolled in like a man arriving at a barbecue, where he was guest of honor. Lord God Almighty, the sheriff said, waving a hand in front of his face. What a mess. You smell like you've been dunked in corn liquor and rolled in your own puke, boy. Parker held his head in his hands and tried not to look at the sunlight streaming through the broken door. "'What happened to me?' he said. "'What time is it?' "'What happened to you?' the sheriff said. "'Well, that's rich, boy. That is truly rich. What happened to you? "'Pick him up, men. Y'all take him outside.' Hands under his arms, pulling, twisting, the room tilting, shoved through the front door, the glare, the heat. Parker stumbled down three steps, caught himself, and dry-heaved over the railing into the shrubbery. "'Why don't you tell me about this, boy?' the voice said. The sheriff's voice again, but some distance away. Parker had to shield his eyes and look around to find the sheriff. At the street, standing in front of his car. My new car, he thought. 1954 Chevrolet Bel Air. But why is it parked like that? Rear end on the pavement. Front end up and over the sidewalk, onto the lawn.' "'Bring his ass over here where he can get him a good look,' the sheriff said, and the men shuffled Sam across the yard to the street. "'Look long and hard, boy,' the sheriff pointed to the left front of the car. Headlight broken, smashed in, the hood crimped, the left front fender bent down, a dark smear across the light green paint. "'What happened to my car?' Parker said. The sheriff turned and looked into his face. "'You know something, Parker?' You might just be telling the truth. You might not have any damned idea what you did last night, drunk as you were. Damn near blackout drunk, people tell me, the sheriff said. What people? Who said? Sheriff Chug Munlin slugged Sam Parker in the stomach. Parker fell to the grass, feeling more dead than alive, things shutting down, sights and sounds fading. Again, the hands wrenched him into the air, 
and the face of the sheriff swam before him. You shut your trap. A good man is dead because of you. What? Please, you have to— Sam Parker, I'm arresting you for the death of Charles Franklin Vance. Charges manslaughter on account of driving drunk. Hit and run.